What is good? Let's have some fun. It's the Fundamism Podcast with your host, Paul J. Long, and all things fun. We'll let the fun begin. Woo! What is good, Fundamism community? Welcome to the Fundamism Podcast, connecting the workplace and life through fun. I am your host, Paul J. Long, and this, of course, is the podcast where we feature guests who are helping create a culture of experience, both in their life and their respective organization. I'm super excited for the guests that we have today. I have an amazing story of how we met, um, but I will uh, I'll defer to him just a little bit before we get into that. Mr. Andrew Dowis, everybody. How's it going, Andrew? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So, Andrew, I'd love to start right off the bat with every single guest. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of surfacey conversations take place out in the workplace and uh, at home and networking events, I'm sure you're aware. People are talking about the work and weather and, and family. And as a result, they're, they're not necessarily memorable experiences. So right off the bat, man, we're going we're gonna to buck that trend. We're going to talk about some stuff that not everybody's talking about. So what do you do for fun? You've had a stressful day at work, a uh, stressful week at work, uh, without the help of your significant other or any, any family or friends, you want to get out of your mental headspace, what do you do for fun? Man, great question. So everything I do pretty much revolves around sports. So um <laughs> Probably turn on a baseball game and you know see how the Royals are doing or whatever is probably probably the number one thing. Also, sounds crazy, but I like to work to have fun. Too. Do you really? Oh yeah, when I go home, it's a challenge. Sure, you know uh, everything we do here every day is fun and exciting, and I just love every bit of it. So a lot of the times to relax, I'll try to brainstorm on new ways to help develop the business. It never feels like work. It's sure. Just, it's just a lot of fun. So. Well, and uh, obviously a lot of folks have heard that, right? It's a cliche statement that I'm sure all of us get tired of hearing from time to time because I say it all the time. You know, you've never worked a day in your life if you enjoy what you do. But I know for 100% certainty that you do. And the reason why I know is because we connected uh, some time ago. You work where? I work at a company called Pro Athlete Incorporated. We, uh, we're an online retailer for baseball and softball bats and gloves. Sure. And, uh, and when you walk in to Pro Athlete Inc., guys, y- you feel the energy. You feel the love of sports that Andrew referenced earlier. And uh, one of the things that connected us was a charity that I work with from time to time. I'm uh, actually on the board, 501c3, called Noah's Bandage Project. And what we do is we raise money for pediatric cancer research, and we collect fun Band-Aids for kids going through the struggle. And Andrew heard about uh, our drive and, and uh, our charity and he asked Scott Wilson, Noah's father, the boy who created the 501c3, and myself to roll through and just speak to his employees about what we do. Um, learning as to why you invited us to speak on that is, is the moment that I connected with you. So what specifically do you do with your employees to drive the, the giving heart? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of companies will do, you know, they'll donate to one charity every year, write one big check. Somebody from the C-suite says, let's donate to charity X. Well, we kind of flip that upside down and do it a little different. We actually give every employee $1,500 every year to donate to the charity or charities of their choice. You know, there's a ton of good charities out there. We don't want to tell you what charity you should care about. We want you to get out there and 
you know, show your passion for different charities and different organizations. And so in a way we empower people, um, teach them how to give back and then hopefully they carry that on. Sure. And that's really where I think our relationship kind of started. It's been been really great ever since. So. Well, man, he's feeding you a line right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but uh, I will say I had an absolute blast that day. And the thing that I appreciate about uh, that particular program that you do, um, so obviously the $1,500 giving program, you bring speakers and you bring charities in to relay what they do. So so your employees actually get to feel the emotion behind whatever the the charitable um, you know function is. And I connected right away. And the reason why I connected right away is because I saw that every single employee was engaged. You could tell that it's it's their $1,500 and they're choosing to see who they're going to give it to. And, and we're vying for dollars right now. And so it was a little, little pressure situation for me uh, and Scott, but uh, I hope that you guys had a good time. Nevertheless, you took us on a tour and I got to see all the cool stuff that you guys are doing here. I want the listeners to hear about how um, your culture is one of experience, one that uh, you told me that folks are literally lining up the door to work for you guys. I want to get there. But before we do, let's learn a little bit more about you. So what's your what's your background? How'd you get here? Yeah, so I grew up in a small town in northwest Missouri. Um, went to a college not too far from where I grew up. Just kind of wasn't a college guy. Just wanted to get out and get into the business world, but sports was always kind of at the core. Um, so kind of said, hey, I want to want to do something in sports and business. Didn't know if that really existed at that time. And kind of bounced around thinking I wanted to be an athletic director, a coach maybe. And eh, I don't know. I'm not really sure that's for me. And somehow stumbled upon this place called Pro Athlete. Didn't know what they did. Knocked on the door. I was working on my master's at that time. And you know, said, I'll take whatever you got. I'll answer phones, do whatever. They said, no, we don't have any positions right now. Like, okay. I remember walking out and feeling like, oh man, I just missed a really good opportunity there. And I just kept on them. I would call or email every week and finally just wore them down. And they're like, just come in and do something and leave us alone. Sure. And so got in and started answering phone calls here and just kind of worked my way through different positions throughout the company. And, you know, now very fortunate that our owner gives me the opportunity to help him kind of run the company. Sure. And that's that's what makes us really great here is he's so giving and willing to empower everybody. There's no bad idea here. So if you can come up with it, there's a good chance we'll do it. We'll for sure entertain the idea. So, right. Yeah. That's a little bit about how I got here. Well, I didn't know that you started in the phones. We have that in common. Uh, yeah. I too started in a, in a call center yeah. environment. But um, have you always been so focused on others? Like, like I could feel your your empathy when you talk to your employees, when you talk to me, when you talk about charities. Have you always been that way or is that something that you learned over time? Yeah, I think I've always kind of been that way. You know, like I, I keep going back to sports, but was always that guy that wanted to, you know, be the captain, but put everybody else first. Maybe he wasn't the most athletic or best player, but wanted to make sure everybody knew where they needed to be on the field or on the court at all times. And, you know, from there, it just kind of kept growing, you know, trying to do things for different people and just seeing people set up to succeed is very important to me. Sure. Um, it, it just means a lot. And that's one great thing about pro athlete is we're given the opportunity to do that through so many different benefits and perks to set all the employees up to be successful not only here, but with their families and make them better people and, you know, have a lot of fun along the way, for right. sure. Well, now you're speaking our, our listeners' language and, and mine specifically. You know, the world, for me, revolves around fun. You know, we created a concept called fundamentalism, which are the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle. So we started the show today by asking you, what do you do for fun? And you 
create a culture of fun here. You do, you have a fundamentalism literally every single hallway, every single doorway. There's, there's millions of them here. So talk a little bit about the culture that you guys have created at Pro Athlete. What, if I'm a new employee and I go through uh, training, what is at my, my disposal in terms of uh, the culture that you have to offer? Yeah, so it all goes around our core values. We have 12 of them. Um, the number one core value is create fans through service. And that really tells the story. Um, it applies to pretty much everything we do. When people hear that, they often think, okay, so you're talking about your customers, the people who buy the bats and gloves. And we absolutely are. We love them. I mean, they're, they're our favorite people. But just as equally as important are our employees because they're my customer. You know, as someone helping run the organization, that's my customer right there. And I want to do everything in my power to make sure that they have a good experience every single day. So there's different things we do. We have a lot of different perks um, that you don't see too often. We have a personal trainer on staff five days a week. We have a chef who cooks free meals. We have a spa. We have a batting cage, racquetball court, a basketball court. You know, the list goes on and on. But, you know, we've just kind of found that if you treat people right, you know, it'll kind of all come back around. And I know a lot of people say that, but somewhere along the way, it seems like people forget about that the older they get. I mean, it's the same thing you were taught when you were a kid. You know, you treat people right, you know, good things will come. We just believe in that and we still do that here. And with that, you know, speaking of fun, comes a lot of fun. You know, it's really fun to see people set up to succeed and see people go out there and get passionate about a charity. You know, an employee here that really took to uh, Noah's Bandage Project was Ailey, you know, and then that spurred some more relationships and different things. You guys, you know, did a video for us and there's just some different things that come out of that um, just because you empower people and, you know, make them feel important and just so many good things come if you just do the right stuff from the beginning. Sure. Well, Haley, uh, I think the world of Haley, uh, she's been, uh, she's been an ama- amazing point person. I think she kind of runs your world. Is that accurate? That is. She is the first smiling face that you see when you walk into Pro Athlete Inc. And she's the reason why I'm here today. So, uh, Shout out to Haley, yeah, who absolutely. is an avid podcast listener, she told me. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully she listens to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of organizations are trying to create this culture of experience, right? And put the employee first. And, and we do employee engagement scores all the time. And every single time the, the employees in any organization, they take this survey, you get the results back as a leadership team, and you're typically not pleased with the results. And what I mean by that is there's always opportunity gaps. There's always areas to grow, which is a plus, right? I'm guessing that you guys just didn't go gangbusters right off the bat, right? And so essentially, when I look at your organization, I'm just in awe because everything that you guys stand for is fun. And I look at it, and if I'm an organization starting anew, and I want to create the culture that you have, I see a lot of cost involved. How did you get past that, and what was the what was the process to get where you guys are today? Yeah, that a lot of credit goes to our founders, uh, Wes and Judy Hedrick, who started the company back in 1987, and then even more so, Scott Hedrick, our current owner and CEO. I mean, it really all starts with them. Just the best people, and right. they lo- they put fun first. Sure. I mean, but yeah, this stuff it does cost. You know, that's the number one question we get when people come in here. They go. That's all. That's great. But how do you afford it? Right. I, I just don't even understand it. And they don't even hear you out that before they you know throw it to the side. They go, we could never do that. But that's not the point. The point isn't go build a you know really expensive kitchen and hire a chef and a great gym. That's not the point. The point is do something. Do something to inspire trust and create this feeling of 
fun atmosphere and we, we incorporate health and wellness very much into our stuff too. But you know, you don't have to have a bunch of money to do all that stuff. Just start with bringing in, you know, lunch once a month and just think about how much or how valued your employees feel if you take the time to do that for them, Yeah, you know, and just, there's a variety of different things you can do. You don't have to have that state of the art gym. Like I talked about, just have one treadmill. That's where our whole wellness program started. Really? Scott, our boss, he just put a treadmill in because he wanted to work out. And then from there, he's like, well, this is kind of cool. Maybe I could share this with everybody. And, you know, before you know it, now we have a swimming pool and all those things, but we didn't always have that. So that's my advice is always just do something because once your employees see that you care and you show that dedication, they'll help you build the program out. They'll tell you what you should invest in and what you shouldn't. Well, and the best part about that is if you want to create employee engagement, you as a phenomenal leader, which I'd love to get into here in a second, um, you could have a vision of what you believe the employees want, right? And what they believe to be fun. But in reality, if they're not involved in the process, then you may miss the boat. And uh, and and that's the whole the concept of fundamentalism, of course, is not to allow every single person to enjoy my fundamentalism. It's to expose the world to as many fundamentalisms as possible. And you could pick and choose which ones speak to you. So I love how you kind of said, you have to start someplace. You don't have to always start big. Heck, if you're a boss, you wear an oversized cowboy hat to the office. Some people are going to laugh and they're going to have a good time. And they could tell that you don't take everything so seriously. Take that one step further and you have a 15-minute team meeting or a 30-minute team meeting. Instead of focusing so much on development or the list of to-dos or you know whatever the hot, the hot button item is, just go outside and play a game of bags or cornhole or whatever it may be just to just to create that that fun environment. Hey, if you have 50 employees, uh, create a little questionnaire and see what they want to do. Have it rotating or they vote on it or whatever it may be. So I love where your head's at. Um, and specifically what that showcases is that you have some leadership characteristics. And so talk to me a little bit about a leader in your life that helped kind of get you where you are today, helped kind of develop the skill set? Yeah, um, there have been a lot, you know, there's been a lot of good uh, mentors in my life, but think of two. One is obviously my current boss, Scott Hedrick, just the most phenomenal person ever. You have to say that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I have to say that. Um, But he's just the best. I mean, the just how giving he is and um, inspirational and just... It's just amazing. You know, you definitely don't have to do all this stuff for your employees. We could do half this much and it would still be a world-class setup, but he just loves it, you know, and it's a game to him. And that's what I've seen happen with me is we get into this game of trying to up what we did before. It's like put in a spa. Okay. Put in a bar, you know, and then it's like, you're just, you know, you just keep doing that. But, um, he's been probably the one, you know, in the last 10 years, that's really, really just really helped me. And then um, another one from my past going back to sports again, it's where a lot of this comes from my high school basketball coach. He just was tough, but loving. And I really appreciated that because I was the point guard team captain and, you know, I messed up too, but he never let me off the hook for those things. And I appreciate that so much today because that's kind of helped me see what it truly means to be a leader. You never get off the hook if you're a leader. Sure. You don't want to get off the hook. You want people to see that, hey, it's okay to fail, but we got to get back and get going in the right direction again. And he just never, ever let me, you know, fail in a sense. I did, but he never, he was always kind of there to catch you and rebuild you back up. And sure. I really always appreciated that from him. So when we talk about 
you know, who you are as a leader and, and your organization, Pro Athlete Inc., you know, that, um, I think about the F in fun to me, which is the foundation. And so oftentimes I ask both, when you think about your foundation, y- you lead with purpose. And so if you consider yourself purpose-driven, and I know that this is completely out of left field, and uh, many folks can't answer this question, and I'm not asking you to, but if you can, it's going to be amazing. If you consider yourself purpose-driven, Andrew, what do you think your purpose is? Yeah, so this is a great question. We used to do exercises on this. We had a business coach come in, and he always goes, we could do all the business talk and everything, you know, but you have to have a purpose first. And you're right. It was very hard to pick your purpose out. And a lot of people give like the cliche, well, you know, I just want to help other people get what they want. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, gosh, that just feels like what mine really is. I I love that. Like I just, and it's something about an experience and it definitely has a lot to do with fun, but I just love seeing other people have fun and experience things that they'd never experienced. Like you know, we have people here who've never had a massage in their life and we have a spa here. There's just something when I hear them say, oh my gosh, I just had a, you know, 20 minute massage. It's the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, and it is. Yes, yes, it is. It's <laughs> awesome. And it's just like, that's great. And I don't know why that gets me going, but I just love that. I sure. love that kind of stuff. I love hearing employees say they've done something for the first time. Like when we took, I think it was six or seven managers, we surprised them. We flew them out to New York for a day game, Royals versus Mets. Got a private jet. We, Scott and myself, just, we surprised them, took them down to the airport. They had no idea. It was really hot that day. This was a couple years ago. I remember saying, it's really hot in Kansas City. I just want to like hop on a plane and go where it's a little cooler in New York and watch the Royals. And they're like, what? We jump on a plane, fly there, fly back same day. That's the stuff. I don't know how that ties into purpose, but Creating fun, gosh, yeah, and, and things that that the bulk of society does not have the opportunity to do. Right, that is that is an amazing story. Yeah. So when you think about your purpose, then it should manifest itself in everything that you do, right? Um, you know, when you walk in the door at home at night, uh, when you walk in the door here at work, when you're interacting with a mastermind group, when you're on a podcast. So, um, if you had to describe yourself in three words, what would it? What would they be? Because ideally, they should they should revolve a little bit around sure. your purpose, right? Yeah. Well, I just got asked this question about our business. Someone said, describe your business in three words. One of them was fun. Okay, um, awesome. It's in one of our core values, so this isn't just a plug for the podcast. Sure. This is legit. <laughs> um, create a fun and trusted work environment. Look it up on our website. Um, but uh, fun, for sure. I mean, if you're not going to have fun, what's the point? Sure. Like, it's too short. You got to live it up. and. I'm just, I'm big into that. So anything fun. I mean, I don't really know how leadership fits in, but something to do with leadership, um, selflessness, you know, there's just something in that, how those two tie together. Sure. I would much rather see other people have fun than me have fun if it, if you could only have one, um, because it's fun for me to see other people. Right. Living it up. So those are a couple, I think that Fun and selflessness. And what's, what's the third? See, I'm holding your feet to the fire. I know. I like this. I need more of this. <laughs> um, good one. I mean, I think going along, this is in another kind of core value thing here at Pro Athlete, but trusted or reliable. Yes. I just, you know, I want people to know they can count on me for anything at any time. And that's one of our values here at Pro Athlete. And it means a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of those tie in together. But yeah, I think being reliable. 
You know what's amazing to me, and, and you don't you don't know this. I don't think that you know this, but you know you talked about creating something for folks that they haven't experienced before. And uh, you know that I'm a speaker. I travel a lot, and I think I told you recently in a mastermind group that that we're in that sometimes it can be a very lonely business. And I love bouncing ideas off of folks and and meeting great people. And so you asked if I would be involved in this mastermind group. So I go to the first meeting, and there's like 20 of us in the room. And everybody's created like something beautiful, right? Like employees, a culture and all. And then there's me, like a sole speaker that's selling myself for dollars. And, uh, and I just, I remember sitting in that room being in awe of, of the amazingness. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be corny here, but just the, the number of creatives in the room and the number of folks that seemingly, seemingly, because there's, there's two of us, right? The one that we reveal ourselves to be and the one that we actually are. Um, have their stuff together and have vision and personalities that are just magnetic. And so when you say you like to create experiences for folks that they haven't done before, I've met some of the most amazing people over the course of the last three weeks um, as a result of you putting me in that room and giving me that opportunity. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for you, obviously. I, I got to meet Chase of Charlie Hustle, which we're going to be talking to in a, in a future uh, podcast. Uh, Matt Basinger runs an amazing company called Swellspark. We're going to be talking about him as well or with him. But you did that for me, a complete stranger. And so I could only imagine working for you and with you on a regular basis and what that would feel like to to work with you. So I just want to I just want to give you kudos, man, because they you. say the one thing that we never get enough of in this world is appreciation. And uh, I think that you're doing a tremendous job based on what I see. Thank you. Appreciate that. So now the moment of truth. So the the, the three things that you said, you said uh, fun, you said... Selflessness. Selflessness. And the third one was... I think we said reliability. Reliability. Do me a favor. So we're going to carry on this conversation. I want you to think of one person in your mind that is typically pretty responsive uh, and you feel knows you. They could be a coworker. They could be a family member. I don't care who they are. I want you to text them right now, and I want you to ask them to describe you in three words with no context. So as you're doing that, this is one of the, um, this is one of the exercises that we do in, in some of my keynotes. So we talk a lot about creating a culture of fun and a culture of experience. And fun is an acronym. The F stands for foundation. So talking a little bit about who you are, your purpose, what you stand for, and the characteristics that, that you uh, display on a regular basis. The U in fun is understanding others' perspectives. And this means that obviously you have to set yourself aside from time to time and realize that not everybody communicates like you do. And you have to meet them where they are. So going back to what we talked about earlier, Andrew, sometimes it's beneficial to engage your employees in the process, right? See what they like, all that good stuff. The N is next steps. So knowing that that you have a strong understanding of yourself, your personality style, your purpose, your characteristics your opportunity gaps, because that's important. And uh, that's something that you do on a regular basis. You're super um, in tune with areas of development and are always gravitating towards people and things that will help you grow. Once you've got a strong understanding of what makes others tick and those that surround you and uh, how they communicate and their personality, well, then you can move on to next steps. And that's identifying how to showcase your strengths while mitigating your areas of opportunity and how to identify the fundamentals that speaks most to you. So when you think about yourself in the next few weeks, the next few months, the next few years, where do you see yourself? What are you trying to accomplish? Wow. Um, you know, hopefully still 
creating fun experiences for people out there, whether it be here. I mean, hopefully it's still here at Pro Athlete, but uh, yeah, as long as I could do that somewhere, I'd be really happy. I felt like I've been part of the team that's helped get Pro Athlete where it is today. It's kind of my baby now, even though I didn't wasn't a founder. Sure. So yeah, I mean, we may be doing different, maybe selling different stuff or whatever here, but I, you know, as long as we're still creating raving fans out there, you know, for our products and then creating raving fans as employees, I'm going to be pretty happy. Gotcha. So what is your leadership development program look like? And because I know you specifically gravitate towards a lot of things that will help you grow. So as a result, I'm guessing that you kind of help drive that culture here at Pro Athlete. Um, what does that look like? Do you guys have a program uh, that's focusing on development, employee engagement, all that good stuff? Yeah, yeah, we do. So we actually give each employee, I believe, $2,500 a year to spend towards uh, continuous learning. Mm. So, you know, they can go to a conference, they can buy books they want to read, they could take an online class, you know, some membership to be in a you know mastermind group or something like that. So we kind of leave it open. But we're also in the process of building a university with the end game being, we're going to call it Pro Athlete University, real creative, but um, it's called brand awareness. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But you know, the end game of that would be people are so proud at the education they got at Pro Athlete University that they have their um, degree up on their wall or they put it on their LinkedIn page, Pro Athlete University marketing degree. And that's where we see it. We see it being so valuable that people are going to be proud to show it off. So um, we've got some of it in place, but there's a lot still to come, but yeah, we've always been really open. You know, we have a full library here. Um, we have thousands of books that people can check out. If there's a book they want, we'll buy it for them and put it in the library. Um, you know, we're constantly doing different things. So, but the university is probably that real formal step. We sure. just, we've talked about it for years and I remember I made a promise to somebody, we designed a logo and I think it says established 2017 on it and you know i'd missed the the deadline on that so many times and i go put 2017 on that and that will hold me accountable yeah and we actually rolled it out late last year congratulations but it's still a work in progress and everything but um it's important i think one of our core values talks about creating a university setting and that's basically just all about learning and professional development so while we don't have like a real structured program in place we will always take care of people. If somebody, there was some certification that cost $5,000 and we could justify it for somebody, we'd probably try to do it. Sure. If, if it brought value to the employee and to the company, for sure. Now that, that mastermind group um, was, forgive my ignorance, I believe your idea. Yeah. Yep. And so again, that kind of helped showcase the fact that you find things like that important and surrounding yourself with the right people. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes we fall into the funk of surrounding ourselves with Individuals that don't always lift up, lift lift us up. Um, and for example, in my life, I, I've known many people that I call close friends, family members that I love with all of my heart, as as they do myself. But they they weren't always the most supportive. I, I could tell you the bulk of my family still doesn't even know what I do to this day. But I get in a room like that, and there's just a kind of a mutual respect amongst you know entrepreneurs. So tell us about uh, how you how you came to find yourself gravitating towards others that have strengths that you didn't necessarily own yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I was introduced to like the peer group world through my boss, Scott. He was a part of Vistage, which is a, like a CEO peer network. It's, it's worldwide. And 
you know, I've been in that for like key executives for, I think this will be my fifth year. It's great. It's like a master's program almost. So it's a little more academic. I was looking for something to kind of supplement that where just a group of people just get in a room and talk about the struggles or real problems, real problems, you know, it's like, (laughs) you know, or whatever, you know, just, but not as structured, Sure, not, you know, with Vistage, there's a, there's speakers, which are great, but I didn't want to just replicate Vistage. Wanted to, you know, just kind of get in there and let us as a group build the rules and how the, how it would flow, because it's got to be good for everybody in the group or people are just going to, you know, spend their time elsewhere. Everybody in that room is super busy. So, but it's just, you know, picking the people that were in it, it just kind of came down to, I'll be honest, what are some like fun and cool companies in Kansas City? Mm. That is literally where I started. Yeah. Just like so many people find us by typing in best place to work in Kansas City or fun or something with perks or whatever. Sure. That's kind of what I did. Um, assembled a team here and said, hey, go find me the coolest companies in Kansas City. Right. And bring those people to me or whatever. And like, and they, they all came, came you know, <laughs> and it was like, whoa, okay. And then it got real. I'm like, wow. What now I got to like host a meeting, <laughs> you know? And so then it, it got, it got real, but was very pleased. You know, the couple meetings we've had that everybody seems interested and they're, they're just ready for more. And sure. um, I think it's going to turn into be one of the coolest things we've done. And, you know, hopefully we can bring some positive stuff to Kansas City. And I think that when we connected, when we first met, you know, that was the thing that excited me most about this situation is that um, I love what you guys are creating here. And I know that a lot of potential employees do as well. And I know for certain that your employees do. And so if we could take a part of, of what you've created and some of the other amazing Kansas City businesses that we referenced earlier and that are also involved in this mastermind group, and we could kind of roll that out and we could help other businesses get to that same um, employee focused level, then just imagine where we could be as a city. And imagine if we grow that out. And, you know, society isn't always the coolest place these days. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in politics and, and socially. And when you meet folks like yourself and businesses like Pro Athlete, man, it's, it's comforting. And uh, I thank you once again for presenting me that opportunity. So, again, not always rainbows and butterflies. Uh, the two things that I feel like are really important traits to have in any individual are relatability, so shared experience, and uh, vulnerability. So now's an opportunity to get a little vulnerable. I don't, right. I, don't, I don't know you like yep. this. So things probably weren't always as rosy as they are today. Sure. What's the most memorable, challenging time that you could think of off the dome that you want to share with us? Like a really challenging time in your life. And what did you do to get through it? Yeah, so kind of stick here with pro athletes. So it was 2012, 2000, between 2012 and 2013 was when this spanned. But we had about 118 employees here. As you know, we have 55 now. Mm. Well, something has to change for that to that yes. number to decrease. So um, I'd been with the company probably four years at that point, and I was starting to kind of get into some more leadership positions and um, I was asking a lot of questions, you know, why, why do we have so many people doing this one job? And I was just trying to learn about the business and, um, you know, pretty quickly my questions turned into tasks because we knew we were overstaffed and I basically had to let over the course of a year, about 50 people go, mm-hmm. um, probably one of the hardest things ever. So I just remember that feeling and it wasn't, we didn't say let's cut the workforce in half or anything. We we went in and just said, 
there's a lot of fat we can trim in certain spots, some areas we can't, but it was very strategic with how we did it. But, you know, we had the core um, culture in place still at that time. So, you know, it was a lot of really good people. And, you know, just the weight of that every day coming in and knowing, you know, today I'm going to let three people go and thinking about, you know, their kids who I'd met at these events and stuff like that. It was a lot, but you know, we got through it and, you know, there were some tough conversations obviously. And, you know, you've been in here, people don't want to leave this place. Yes. And so when you tell them, Hey, you, you have to leave, obviously sometimes people are upset, but we did it so well with how we took care of everyone. And we formed an alumni program for people who wanted to be a part of it and they still stay in touch. A lot of those people have now opened their own business, um, you know, are at a more high paying job with more responsibility. One kid, um, I'll never forget. He was so upset. He was in, it was in this very room. He was so upset. He was, I don't know. He was young. He just graduated high school and everything, but he didn't go to college. He just wanted to work here. And he was one of the people that got let go. And he ended up going to college, playing college football, getting married and just going on to like a really cool life. And he came back and thanked us. And, that was when I knew, you know, all the hardship that came with the that span of, you know, six to 12 months is worth it um, because I know it put our company in a better spot. I know it put the people that were left in a better spot. And I know it put a lot of the people that, you know, had to go in a good spot too because some of them were just kind of floundering here. And that wasn't just to make myself feel good. I'm actually seeing those people come back and thank us for the opportunity and for the experience we gave them here but also for kind of setting them free to go do bigger and better things so it ended up working out you know fairly well but that was that was tough i mean so how did you cope with that individually because you you talked a lot about you know pro athlete as an organization but dude i've been in that role like i know i think we talked a little bit about this and i was in a similar situation and i wore it every single night and i drank my sorrows away in a bottle and i smoked a lot of weed newsflash um (laughs) Uh, which either one of those things uh, by themselves, I, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, tell people what to do. But if you're if you're using those things as an escape uh, and you're and you're doing them every single night, then obviously there's there's problems, right? Sure. Most miserable I've ever been was in that job, and it wasn't the job; it was how I how I related to the job. It wasn't for me. Right. And so my question to you is: When you were going through that, how did you cope? What did you What did you do, and how did you turn the corner? Yeah. So I think I talked a lot to others about (laughs) it, you know, like I think I would talk to my boss and I don't know if I was searching for justification. I think I struggled with, you're just not a good person. I think that's what I was sitting there going, Mm. why are you doing this to these people? Can't we figure out how to do it, you know, with them all? And it's just like, I think I kept beating myself up, Yes, you know, this, you think you're this leader and all that, but you just had to cut half your workforce. Like, you know, and I think that was that internal struggle of, you know, you now, and you also now have 50 people who probably hate you. Sure. You know, and it's like, man, that stinks because you're going back to core purpose here. It's like, I want to help people have fun and I want to help people experience things they've never experienced. I didn't mean getting fired for the first time. That's not what I want people to, you know? And I think it was an internal struggle of, you know, just thinking I wasn't a good person. And I don't really know how I coped with it. I think it just took time and talking it through and then probably getting confirmation from just some of the most amazing people that were let go. Sure. Coming back and saying, you know, putting your hand on my shoulder. Hey, it's okay. I get it. Right. And I remember this one person, she knew. She just goes, it's okay. 
And I think I was almost in tears because it was like, you know, it was just the weight of it all. I just remember she goes, it's okay. I get it. And I just, okay. I remember just kind of taking a deep breath, like, okay, it's going to be all right. Right. We're going to get through this. And it's horrible for me to sit up here and complain when they all went through a much difficult, much more difficult thing than I did. But yeah, that was, that was one of those tough times here, but it it all worked out. I think for people, you know, the more we look back at it, I think it, it was a good decision all around. Sure. And I think, you know, the the one thing that I take from that is everybody goes through the struggle, man. And uh, there's not a person listening here that hasn't had a bad day. Heck, I'm having a bad day right now. My podcast equipment didn't didn't work like I wanted it to when we first started. Had to call the IT guy and everything. Uh, Never fails. He didn't do a thing. All of a sudden, I just shut it down and turn it back on. All of a sudden, it works like a charm. So That's IT guys. Shout out to IT guy. Uh, Nick Burns, your company's computer guy. Move. Move. Yeah. But, uh, you know, everybody's going through so- something. And you said, you know, I feel bad talking about uh, how I experienced that when there were folks that, that lost their job. Dude, I bet you you've had a terrible day before uh, that felt like you just lost your job. We've all had a time where we don't know if we could pay the bills or, God forbid, we have a, a family member going through something terrible, right? Or we lose a loved one. And stuff always works out. I mean, you you, you find a way to grieve. And you, you got to move on. And what I see in your organization, you, you lost over 50% of your, your head out, head count. I'm not good with math. Is that over 100%? 50, no. Carry the one. <laughs> it's got to be your bull, I think, actually. <laughs> Nevertheless, you lost half of your workforce. Mm-hmm. And here you are. You're thriving. Uh, employees are saying wonderful things. You're creating a culture of experience. It's fun. And uh, you guys are doing the dang thing. So kudos to you. Thank you. Did you get a response yet from this individual that you texted? I haven't seen it yet. Not yet. All right. Well, or maybe I have to text somebody else or something. So uh, yeah, do that. Do do me yeah. a favor and text them. I've never tried this exercise on a podcast, so this is uh, this is fun. You know, you should do Austin. Yeah, yeah do I know. He's, I saw him down here on his phone All right. anyway. All right. So. Thinking about another organization that wants to create a company of culture, uh, a company of um, experience, one that's focused on employee engagement, outside of start with something, what advice would you have for somebody starting out that wants to create something similar to what you guys have created? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Get feedback from the other employees or whoever else is involved in your organization because I think we kind of touched on it earlier, but what you might find important or fun or whatever, they might not. So mm-hmm. I think collectively you should kind of, you know, brainstorm and come up with things that would be good for as many people as you can. Um, you know, it just so happened the treadmill and the commitment to wellness, the pool and the racquetball court, that all ended up working in our environment. It took a long time you know, to get wellness to be such a prevalent part, but it was important to Scott back in the day and the people that were around him at the time. So if it would have been something completely different, that would have been okay too, because that would have been right for the people at that time. But yeah, it kind of takes on its own form the longer you have it, you know, and stuff like that. But it's do something. I know we already talked about yeah. that. Just get something going. And so what is your process for getting employee feedback? So uh, how often do you do employee engagement surveys? Do you do them at all? What does that process look like? Yeah, we've done, I feel like we've done a little bit of everything over the years. And what we've kind of settled on in the last three or four is we do a monthly, we use this uh, service called Tiny Pulse. Okay. And it works really well. 
Um, you can go in and preset questions and they'll send out whenever you want and they come back and they're hundred percent anonymous. So I don't even know who said what, and then I can actually respond back to the people anonymously as well. Hey, I get what you're saying, but could you give me some more information so we could better help? And then they're still anonymous and we could just go back and forth and not know who each other are. And you could always come forward and say who you are and give more detail, but it works really well because you can set those out and schedule them and get some really good feedback. And it gives you like a metrics dashboard, like, you know, here's how many people filled it out. And here's the last time you asked this question, you scored a 9.4. This time you scored a 9.8. Sure. So it's pretty cool. But we've done a lot. Um, back in the day, we did this, this thing called the uh, Power of Goodwill okay. Assessment. It was a lot. Um, it was really good, though. I mean, uh, as a consultant would come in and interview every employee um, in these group settings. The and Bobs? Then, yeah. And then interview <laughs> interview all the managers individually. And then there was a survey that went out to all the employees. And um, she would just come in and try to, you know, say, hey, is there more to it than this or whatever? And it was really thorough that she'd give us a 100-page report. It's always interesting to read through those. You sure. know, you get a lot of really good stuff, and then you get some that just cut so deep. Yeah. You know, it's like, but you know, one thing I've learned in all those employee engagement, if anybody's doing them, you know, don't use it for pats on the back. That's not what you should use it for. You should use it to, you know, flush out any problems that are going or going on in your organization, or you know, just anything that might be off. But don't get too upset. If you hear a bunch of negative things, they're just read between the lines. Sure. We always say, because they're trying to tell you something, you know, we, I've heard people complain about, you know, the lunch here, the free lunch, the temperature in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and we've had that and you know, it's, but that's okay. You try to read between the lines and go, okay, well, they're trying to like look out for the betterment of the other employees or was there something more here, you know, and just, if you get too high or too low on those, you'll be miserable. Sure. You know? So last question related to that, uh, before we start to wrap up, what do you do with the results? So at the organization that I worked with, we it was a super large organization, Fortune 300. So we would form all these committees. We would have committee heads and one would be tasked with leadership development. The other would be, you know, employee engagement, whatever it is. So we had seven different committees and, uh, you know, sometimes we did something with it. Oftentimes we came up with these really big, large, extravagant plans and then we didn't do anything with them for a year and a half before we realized the next employee engagement survey was coming up, and then we start started to get on our horse again. What do you guys do with your scores? Yeah, so again, it's changed over the years with the different uh, programs we've used, but with the most recent, with Tiny Pulse, um, we just act on it almost right away. Mm. So, you know, usually the scores are pretty good, and there might be a few little outliers, so we'll just, you know, depending on if they'll give us enough information to be able to go fix it we'll just like instantly go attack it you know some things we won't be able to do you know there was one hey we should have an on-site daycare i was like that's pretty cool we went and researched it it didn't really make a ton of sense but we instantly went and started looking into it but yeah we're we're very quick to act here um we usually don't wait till like a quarterly board meeting or whatever like we're very informal so we'll just kind of go right into it like Austin and HR will, you know, we'll, we'll talk in our weekly meeting. Is there anything in there that stood out? So yeah, let's talk about these things and we'll just go right to work. Sure. Andrew, um, as we start to wrap up here, if somebody wants to learn more about you or uh, pro athlete, 
uh, Inc. or just Bats, where do they go? Yeah, so the best place to look at our culture would be uh, www.proathleteinc.com. And you'll see all kinds of stuff. There's a virtual tour on there. Um, our job board is on there. You get to see all the perks and stuff. So it's it's pretty well done, and it gives you a really good um, glimpse into what goes on here at Pro Athlete. And then, you know, JustBats.com is our number one uh, site where we sell our product. So if you need a bat, check that out for sure. That's a baseball bat, right? Yeah, not it's one a, of those not, ones. Not one of those. We all do right. get some calls about that. Yeah, though, probably. So, yeah. Uh, obviously, I wanted to stick to the theme of sports, which you've come to know and love. I saw your phone buzzing. Did you get a response? I did get a response from Austin. So, okay. Uh, and Austin, just so you guys know, Austin works with Pro Athlete, uh, Pro Athlete Inc. He uh, actually got me connected with Andrew. So what did he come up with here? Okay. So he said the following. It looks like he geared it towards business. So um, he said strategic, innovative, pioneer is mm. what he said. So... I said, describe me in three words. Yeah. And so that's what he came up with. You know what I love about that exercise? Uh, oftentimes people say, well, I'm different at home than I am at work, right? And so in theory, going back to what we said, if your purpose, if you lead with purpose, then there should be continuity in every act, every interaction, everything that you do. And so I find that this is a tremendous exercise. Um, and my challenge to you would be don't just do Austin. I would send an email out to your employees uh, or your family. I would choose seven individuals and ask them that question. Describe me in three words. It's a great way for you to check in to see how close am I to live in my purpose. And uh, as you described yourself in three words, um, why are others not seeing me as though I'm seeing myself? So uh, I know Austin, and I know he would describe you as fun and all of those things. Uh, so you're absolutely right. He definitively geared it more towards business. But it's a fun exercise for all of our listeners to incorporate, something for you guys to try. Guys, this has been Andrew Dallas of Pro Athlete Inc. He was a phenomenal listen. If you want to learn more, again, go to his website. He's a great dude. I thank you very much for tuning into the fod- podcast, Fundamism, Connecting the Workplace and Life Through Fun. If you want to learn more about us, feel free to visit fundamism.com. Have an amazing day and don't forget to have a little bit of fun.